0: Love Talk Radio. <coughs> Let's keep it real.
1: blessings, blessings. Good afternoon, good evening, good morning, wherever you may be listening to this broadcast at this current time. Welcome to the It's Real radio talk show. I am your host, Elder Colette James, and it is always an honor and a privilege, excuse me, and very, very pleasurable to join with you in the airwaves. We just give God all the praise, the glory, and the honor for allowing us to see a brand new day. Hallelujah. Each day is a gift. Excuse me, I got a little something in my throat there. Each day is a gift. We do not take our days lightly. We are so grateful to the gift of life that God has given us. And I think far, far too often we take that gift for granted. We do not reverence and receive. That's the gift of life that God has given us. Our topic today is how do you handle unexpected change in your life? And just in giving praise to God for each and every day that he has blessed us with, that leads us into change. Um Every day may not be exactly what we have planned out for it to be. There may be great and to you insurmountable change that may take place and happen in your day on any given day. But how do you handle that? You know, we're we're all um we're accustomed to change that we know about. If you're single and and now you're um have have been betrothed or or you know engaged to someone then you're looking for to the change of being someone's spouse excuse me if you are expecting a child, then you have time to plan, and it's an expected change that is going to take place in your life because you, you have that nine-month gestation time period to plan and to prepare for this new life you're going to take on. If you are planning a move, um, maybe to a new city, could even just be to a new address and you know ahead of time that that change is coming, you have time to plan for the change. And to be able to plan for change is a good thing. It usually prepares us or enables us to be prepared for the change that is coming. However, there are times in our lives where we are thrust, into unexpected change, things that we have not had the opportunity to prepare for, things that we didn't see coming, things that just kind of snuck up on us and, and just blew our minds or just completely disrupted our life as we knew it to be? How do we handle that? Every change that we go through in life is different, um, and how we perceive that change is normally predicated on our emotions, on um, <clears throat> excuse me, what that change causes us to feel within. But I pose the question today because I've seen so many times in life over the years where you didn't have time to prepare. Um, you lost a loved one. Someone was snatched from your life unexpectedly in a twinkle of an eye, and you weren't prepared. Um, Sometimes you can lose your job. You went to work this morning happy and thought all was well in the world, only to receive a pink slip that said we're downsizing the company and your services are no longer needed. Possibly You have worked very, very hard, and you've tried to maintain your place of residence, but as hard as you have worked to maintain, something has now crept up in your life and caused you to lose that that you thought was your security. There are times when people fall prey to scammers, where you had a comfortable nest egg, your savings, your retirement seemed like it was in good hands, you were looking forward to the future, and all of a sudden, everything is gone, and you have nothing to look forward to. How do you handle unexpected change in your life? That's, that's our topic on today, and I think that um, for all of us, I mean, well, let me say it this way, because some of you may, may be blessed in the fact that you've never received what would be considered devastating news. You've, you've never encountered a devastating act um, of life in your life, and that's awesome. And, and please hear me. I don't wish devastation on anyone, but unfortunately, it is a part of life. We at some point in time in our life will undergo something traumatic that has the potential to devastate us, and it is an unexpected change. And we're not prepared for it. That, that's the whole point of it being unexpected. It, you didn't see it coming. And we're going to talk today, again, about how we handle that But before we go in further into our topic We want to welcome to the line Our co-host, Mr. Funny Man himself Mr. D.L. Henry How are you, sir?
2: I can't complain a bit Something unexpected happened My phone died
0: <laughs> Oh, goodness <laughs> I'm, 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 I'm running
2: on 50% right now I said my phone died and it shut down So I had to find a charger and then I'm in a bad area. Oh I could I, mm. I called the radio show three times and it just cut me off. And so, to God be the glory. But oh no. excited about excited about being here. So if I drop out, it's just because I'm in a bad area. But I got a charger now, so I'm at three percent. I may be all right.
0: Okay. Oh, bless
1: <laughs> the Lord. Bless the Lord. Well, I am so glad that you have handled that unexpected change and you are charging. So that's an awesome thing. That's an awesome thing. We also want to welcome our other beautiful co host, Ms. Tanya Roberts. How are you today, ma'am? Hey, beautiful. Was that DR? Hey.
0: Yes, hey, it was. Dave.
1: Awesome
3: sauce. Just want to say hi to everybody. Just got my lunch break.
1: I was like, look at the time. Um. They were like, Tanya, you You're supposed to be on the radio. <laughs> okay. okay. So, amen. Okay. Amen. Amen, amen. Well, I'm glad that I have you both now. So I have told our listeners our topic today is how do you handle unexpected change in your life? Um, I, I kind of started off the show talking about, you know, we we are able to prepare ourselves for certain things. If you know that you're getting married, you prepare yourself to be a spouse. If you know you're expecting a child, you prepare yourself to be a parent. But there are times in our lives where things will just all of a sudden happen out of the blue. And normally these are devastating times for us when these items happen. So we wanted to talk about how we handle that. You know, um, I'm, I'm going to start with you, Tanya. Um, how do you handle when something unexpected just creeps up in your life? And it, it, it literally changes your life. It's not something that, you know, you can just blow off, but it literally changes the trajectory uh, or the course that your life was taken. Well, I'll tell you something,
3: Elder. I, I, can, I can definitely vouch on that in a lot of different ways, as you remember. You know, I can take maybe going on, well, a year and a half ago, coming back off a of vacation and finding out that my brand-new refrigerator, the pipe busted and flooded out half my house. Um, mm-hmm. Thinking that once you up the water, everything was fine because that's what you do. Yeah, it was unexpected. You come back off vacation, you're not expected to clean up water. You know, it took four mm-hmm. hours to get that water but I remember thinking everything was over, and I was really blessed by someone that God put in my life. And she was an insurance adjuster to tell me, something's wrong. You have mold. Because I kept saying, no matter how much I cleaned. And the reason why I'm bringing this up is because that, that changed us. It put us in a hotel for four months. You know, we lived in a hotel for four months. So, it, you know, not having that, that stove or what you're used to having all the time, and, you know, you had to create new ways. And you do. Mm-hmm. And I thought that was um, devastating to me, sis, because it threw my whole, it threw our whole circle around And in the midst of that, we got a new manager at the job that I was at at the time, and me and him did not see eye to eye. So him and someone else did everything they could to try to set me up and to make, cause me to lose my job after being at a company for almost 12 years. I get one manager in mm-hmm. that don't like the way that I look. And it changed the whole volume of everything I did. So now I quit my job. You know, I'm, I'm finally, finally, I'm went, I went to my husband. I thought he was going to say to me, no, remember what we talked about? Not yet. And you know what he said? Quit. I don't, I don't want you walking around like that. Quit. So I, not only did I quit my job, I retired from it. I, 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 our house was torn up. I have a tri-level house. So you remember since coming in where there was nothing,
0: mm-hmm. nothing.
3: Mm-hmm. Almost beginning think, From the beginning to the end And then on top of that Then I had some other situations happen with my daughter You know what I'm saying She started doing acting kind of crazy and running away So what I'm saying is I want to first say If it had not been for the Lord on my side Where would I be Probably mm-hmm. bald headed with one sprig of hair And it probably had to put me in a straight jacket And, and, that, and that's the gospel mm-hmm. But because of the Lord And his love and his grace Even when I quit a job that I had been at for 12 years, I was terrified. Still, he let me know in my spirit it was going to be okay. And he kept showing me that Mm -hmm. every single time. I didn't think, what would I do? Because I never could picture me being without that job. And and it wasn't a leap of faith. It was literally how things just happened. So I'm not going to talk long on that subject, but I'm going to say something to you. It is so important. To have Christ in your life. Because you know what, says. I want to say something to you. With me, he kept showing me in dreams that something was coming. And I knew it. I felt it in my spirit. You know what I'm saying? He kept showing me in dreams. He kept trying to show me in the word, preparing me and building me up. And I felt it in my spirit that something was coming, but I didn't know. So, to ask that question, mm-hmm. how do you switch over? You know, I'm going to be honest with you. Sometimes, as they say, you got to put your big girl shoes on and you kind of got to just handle mm-hmm. it straight on and straight forth because flipping out how I used to be, you know me, says, I used to be a person that panicked. I would have flipped out when I came home and seen that water. I would have started crying. I would have fell apart. Um, if I would have quit my job, I, you know me, sis, I would have called you. I would have just been mutilated in so many different ways. Mm-hmm. But the Jordan Lord is my strength. And I'm not just saying that loosely anymore because he showed me every moment of the way. You know, even then, since you know my husband and I wound up putting our house back together. But he even showed me that. Mm -hmm. We couldn't get contractors, people wouldn't people wouldn't call us back. It was just one thing after another. And then he showed me in a dream. You know, and I'm like, What did that mean? And 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 I woke up and I go, Honey, we're gonna wind up having to put our own house back together. And we did, and that was something I had never done before. But God will give you grace mm. and give you to know, and He will. I truly believe I knew it was from Him because when it's of God, He's going to get the glory. So
1: that's how I want to say how how I handle it.
0: Amen.
1: Amen. DL.
0: Okay, just before
2: I go, collect, repeat the question for the listening audience once again, and then you're going to understand my answer.
1: Okay, no problem. The question is how do you handle unexpected change in your life?
2: You don't. God does it.
0: Because
2: mm. people I know, not I don't get we don't even know how to handle
0: unexpected
2: change. Oh what's the live? By person that refuses to change end up in change. So things are going to Hmm. happen, expected or unexpected. But the truth of the matter is, whether it's expected or unexpected, uh, you're gonna handle it or you're gonna allow God to handle it. So the key Hmm. thing is you gotta have God in your life. Because if you handle something, I promise you you'll mess it up. Amen. You're gonna mess it up people say, well, you know, when I went through this thing, uh, when I went through these divorces, so because first of all the time I closer God knows. You know, my expectation was, you know what, this is my soulmate this is who I'm gonna be with mm-hmm. for the rest of my life. Of course that didn't mm-hmm. happen. So then when I got married the second time I said, You know, I I I'm getting divorced again. This hit for me. Well, of course, that didn't happen mm. to you. So how do you handle those things? I realize is that God has to handle it. God has to do the changing, the moving, uh, the heart-mending, all of those things. Because if God doesn't do it, you're going to be a messed up vessel. That's mm. what I if you don't allow God to do the fixing, the changing, the twisting, even the the the, the punishment, see,
0: because mm. say, mm.
2: you got to allow God to do all those things. See, we want God to do yeah. certain things. We want God to do the healing part of our heart and things of that nature. But we want to do the revenge part. We want to do the whooping part. No, you have to give mm. it all to Him. You know, yes. and, and, and that's, that's, that's the problem. That's why people are not made whole. Some people are delivered from certain situations, but they're not made whole from certain situations. It's just like homosexuality. You can tell when a person uh, has been delivered and when a person is made whole. See, because a person that's been mm. homosexuality delivered, they still may have tendencies. So even though they've been delivered from the actual act, they still have the tendencies of a homosexual. But when a person has been made uh-huh. whole, you don't even see the tendency at all. You would never know yeah. that they, they, they've been in that state before because of what God has done. So that's the difference in giving it to God and allowing God to deal with the situation. Because people always say, you know, well, how do I change? I said, stop trying. Allow God to do it. Mm. You just have to and allow God into your life. Allow God to do the changing. Because we can't. So people say, well, you know, I don't want to be no homosexual. I say, well, you know what? Here's the thing. You don't have to be. You just have to be willing to allow the word to come into your life to change that. Because if yeah. you do, you allow it. Stop trying mm-hmm. to beat something. Here's the thing. If, you, if you're professing that you are homosexual, then my thing is, I say to you, Stop trying not to be wrong. If you But if you want change, allow God to come into your heart and your life and in your spirit. And he'll do the change. The problem is a lot of us don't come out of what it is because the simple fact is that we refuse to allow God to do it. Because we want to beat up the people that have done stuff to it. But when God comes in, God handles it his way, not your way. And so a lot of times we don't want that type of help because. We want some help but we want to do certain things a certain way. And guess what? Mm-hmm. That's just how God is. God just don't it doesn't work that way. How many times you've been praying for something for God to do? He'll do it, but he didn't do it the way you thought he should have. Because God don't Amen. work like us. Amen. You know what? Thank God always say this thing and I never Right. That's what I saying. He always say, God may not come when you want him, but he's always on time. No, he's been late. You know, if 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 that to me that's not true because the bottom line is that, you know what I needed money, so my lights wouldn't go out. Well, you know what, I didn't get the money on the day that my lights was going out, but my lights didn't go out because Mm -hmm. God has a way of moving time. You see what Mm -hmm. I'm saying? So what we considered to be late, God said, "No, this was right on time," Mm
0: -hmm. because
2: God moves out. Because he knows better than we know ourselves
0: Yes he does
2: I say All of that to say You have to allow God To do The changing In your life Because Mm -hmm. if you You're going to mess up something That's the problem with most of of, of, of The the Christian population today You're trying to clean the fish Mm -hmm. Before you catch it It's just impossible
0: Mm hmm. Mm-hmm.
2: So the bottom line is that hey, You ain't got nothing to do with the Catching or the cleaning anyway
0: Amen. You just The grocery store mm.
2: That's it You ain't okay. got nothing to do with the process You just the grocery store You the place where to come And show God's glory That's how you have to look at yourself mm. God's going to do all the catching and the cleaning And then He's going to use you to display his glory
1: yes that that's an awesome segue into into what I would like to share as far as him using you to display his glory um, as I said before, just keep living if you If you've not had anything that has happened to you in your life that is devastating and and I pray to God that you have been spared from that, but I will say just keep living. Because at some point in time in our lives, we are going to encounter something that will be devastating to us, and it will be an unexpected change. It will be something that we're not prepared for, and we don't know how to handle it. If we don't take the steps to prepare in the time of peace, in the time of blessing, in the time of joy, to prepare for that, that might happen. Please hear me. I don't want people walking around on eggshells and always thinking, "Oh my God, something bad is going to happen," and that I'm walking under a dark cloud or something like that. Oh, just the contrary. I-, I want you to hear me. I- I'm believing just the contrary. However, oh, excuse me. However, as D.L. said, we have to be prepared to show forth the glory of God in our lives, and that is when the glory of God really jumps up and, and magnifies itself in our lives is when that devastating time happens, when that unexpected change comes in your life. It is during those times, the, the loss of your loved one, the loss of your, your marital status, the loss of the baby possibly, the unborn child you were carrying, the loss of your home, whatever the devastation is, it is during that time When the glory of God shines forth in you and around you and in the midst of your circumstance in a way that could be blinding, it is a way that can be blinding, it is so bright, his glory is so bright. As Tanya said, to come home and have her home flooded out, have to move out, literally, and she she's not telling a story. I, I witnessed it. I came to visit her while she and her husband were actually living in a hotel, um, and right at that time when she quit her job. So, and I saw the devastation of her home, what it what the aftermath was of the flood and the mold and all that had to be cut out and done. But in the midst of that. God stepped in, and even though she and her husband had to take on the task of restoring their home themselves, God gave them the glory, and whatever they needed was provided for them, even the know-how to do what they had never done before. I hope you guys heard her when she said, we had never done this before. She definitely had never done that before. But God gave them the glory and the wisdom of how to do it. With D.L., as he said, he has encountered two divorces when he never thought he would ever encounter even one divorce. That was devastating in his life. But God's grace and his love and his mercy undergirded him and gave him the strength and the wisdom and the know-how of how to walk this thing out because neither one of them came about because he desired it to be. It wasn't his desire. However, in the midst of all that happened, God gave him a gracing to walk through it. So my point is that as as you go through life and you know unexpected things are going to happen, how you handle it will be predicated on how you handle the good. See, if you're giving God the praise and the glory in the midst of all the good that you are surrounded by and when things are on top and you're giving him the glory, then you will continue to give him the same glory and honor in the midst of your devastation. See, see. The joy of the Lord is your strength, not happiness, but the joy of the Lord is your strength. And when you think about that, happiness is predicated on what happens. So you may, I'm sure, D.L., Tanya, none of us are happy about the devastations that we find ourselves walking through. However we can still have the joy of the Lord within us, within our hearts, within our spirit, and though we're not happy and we're sad and we miss that individual or we miss what what we feel has been taken from us, if we are rooted and grounded and planted in the joy of the Lord, it will strengthen you in the bad times. It is like the old adage that you prepare for war in the time of peace. You don't just sit back in a time of peace and say, oh, it's all good and nothing else will ever happen again so that the enemy can unexpectedly creep up on you and devastate you. No, you make sure that you have a watchman on the wall that even though the city is peaceful around you, your surrounding is peaceful around you, your are Spirit is still your watchman on the wall, and it's still going to and fro, looking and surveying and can see the enemy afar off. Did you hear what Tanya said? She said God showed her dreams. He was preparing her, and she didn't even realize what she was being prepared for. What we think is unexpected, and we think that we cannot get through it, nothing is ever unexpected unto God. He knows all things. And so I know that there's that argument out there, well, why in the world would he allow me to go through this? That his glory may shine forth within your life. Now, he doesn't want his children devastated. He doesn't want to see his children suffer. Please hear me on that. Please, please. It's not that he wants you to go through these really, really bad and hard times. But what he wants you to know is that though you may walk through the valley of the shadow of doubt, of death, his grace and his mercy is your constant companion as you walk through it. So he's there. He's there. You do not have to lie down on your bed of affliction and just give up on life. That, that's the, the, the core are are the crux of what I want you all to hear and to get out of this. I am seeing far too many of children of God who just lay down and give up as if they had no hope because something devastated has happened in their lives. That is not of God. That is not of God. God is that one that will see you through and walk you through. We have all been given the freedom of choice, and sometimes other people's choices cause us to walk in devastation. There are times when it's our own choices that cause us to walk in devastation. However, if you know beyond a shadow of a doubt that you know that you know that you know that the Word of God is true in your life, and he said that he would never leave you nor forsake you, then even in the midst of that deep, dark valley, that time of devastation, he is yet there with you. It's not about how you feel. It, it, it's not about a feeling. It's about a knowing. You have to know that you know that you know. So I'm a, I'm gonna turn this back over to my co co-host, <clears throat> excuse me, so that they can interject at this point. Steve, would you?
3: Sam. Can I? I want to say something, Elder. You know. You know, when you just said about that, I got to share this with with you guys. When all that was happening to me, I I said to myself, okay, I'm going to go to real estate school. Even so much was going on, I literally wound up dropping out. I didn't even believe that I could be smart enough to do it. I'm going to be really honest with you. And uh, I dropped out. I paid a lot of money, and I dropped out. I just, you know what I'm saying? But in the midst of it all, God allowed to use me. how I, I would start bumping into different people that were meant to be in my life to take me to the next level of my destiny. I always loved to. Um, I always wanted to be able to talk to young kids and young children. I, the Lord put me in contact with a lady where I was able to do mentorship. and that was one of the best things that, that hap- one of the best things that happened to me. But I just wanted to share when, when, what, what D.L. was saying and what you were saying as well, Elder. Why does, you know, people we do say, why does these things happen? Well, I'm finally to the part where when they do happen, I'm giving him praise even though I don't understand it. Well, how do you do that? Well, there was a time, like I told you, my sister can tell you. Man, if something happened to me, I would just fall apart. The first thing that came out of my mouth is, why am I even living, Lord? Why did you even allow me? Why I did, I, lied. I, lied. I mean, I would just go straight there And my husband would say to me, you like the children of Israel When God gives you quail, you're heating it up and sopping it up And the minute something goes wrong, you're complaining and nagging And that hit home with me But I want to tell you guys, it has not even been a full circle of two years since my house One, when I got in my house, I prayed to the Lord when I got married Because my husband's wife, two wives, he had lost before me and I said to the Lord, I don't want to move it. I, I, I'll stay in that house, but it's not me. And I, I want to do this and do that and do this, but we didn't have the money. Well, guess what? When that flood came through, the way that it had it set up, I was able to do everything and more of what I wanted to my house just the way I wanted it on somebody else's expense. Look at God. Then I sat there and I went back to real estate school and I passed. Thank you, Jesus. I did it, and that was something that I could not believe. But it's a time that God knows. And then to share with you my greatest one of them all: I was with my company that I quit twelve, almost twelve years. I passed the manager's test three times. I was put, I was crossed over for promotion six times. The job that I'm at right now was part time. I've been at this job seven and a half months. And just last Friday, they promoted me to assistant manager. Look mm-hmm. at God. Wow. Look at God. I never wow. would have ever, what you say, change. I never would have never thought, look at God, what he's doing now in my life. And I'm so grateful wow. because I will tell you something. I tell people now, and this is my greatest speech, your attitude your, your attitude shows your gratitude, and your gratitude promotes mm-hmm. you to your latitude, your next level. And I want to tell and share everybody this. It's not the going through that it's, it's bad. It is, but it's how you take it and how you yeah. deal with it is how soon you're going to come out of it. The longer you waddle, the longer you lick your wounds, the longer you feel sorry for yourself, the longer you pout, the longer you get angry, that's the longer it's going to take you. But when things happen to me now, whether I like it or not, you know what I tell the Lord? I just want to give you praise because I don't know what you're Mm. working out for my good, but I know that you're working it out. And if you didn't work out anything, you're showing me that you're changing my attitude, and I'm so Mm. grateful for that. You're showing me every time something happens that I'm stronger where I didn't think that I was stronger before. Two years ago, a year ago when we were on the show, I was telling you about my daughter, how she was running away, acting crazy. I didn't know what to do. I did everything I thought I could. But let me tell you, has she changed? No. But have I changed? Yes, I have. Before, do I go up and stroke myself out like I did last year? No. You know what I told the Lord? She is yours. I am giving her, back for you, giving her back to you, and when she's out there, you guys, mm. and she still runs away, still leaves the house, you know what it is, though? I can go to sleep now. There's no more pits mm. in my stomach because I know whatever mm. it is. Because when I asked the Lord, is there a prayer that I have not prayed that I could pray? Is there a word that I have not said to her that I could say? Is there something I can minister to her I never ministered? And softly as I was set still, the Holy Spirit said, let it run its course. Now what does that mean? I don't know. Maybe I'll be able to tell you on the next show. But what he told me was, <laughs> "Let it run its course," and that's what I plan on doing. Okay, Amen. Love Amen. Y'all.
0: Amen. 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 Deal. Here,
2: here's the here's the deal. Change is very very difficult. Change. Hear me when I tell you. Change is very, very difficult because change represents or change simply means is going to be life-altering. But unexpected yeah. change has to happen because you wouldn't change on your own. Mm.
0: That's
3: powerful. Think about Say that again.
2: Say it again. Unexpected change has to happen because you won't change on your own. And changing itself Hmm. is like altering. So, therefore, we don't want to do it. Because any time you have to change, it's like altering. It alters your entire Mm -hmm. life. So, we refuse to do it. So, unexpected change happen in order for you to just change.
0: Hmm. It's an
2: unbelievable thing, but it's the truth. So... What happens to we have these books so that we can change. Like and if your daughter never or ran away. You see, if God was just telling you to change, I need you to change your attitude. I need you to change the you look at things. But you didn't do that on your own. It took your daughter running away. Which yeah. was, was unexpected. So therefore, yeah. even that what happens is it's so so now, change because of the unexpected change.
3: Powerful. That's powerful
2: but the bottom that God was trying to get you there before it that happened. A, That's the So much heartache and hurt. To the change, I need you to focus on me. I need this. Is what I need you to do because something is about to happen. But it's because it's life altering, unexpected. Hmm. And here's the here's the kicker.
1: <laughs> yeah, you're going in and out. You might want to change where you're at. Just kinda of shift a little bit.
0: Yeah, yeah.
2: Uh I'm still I'm still going in and out. Okay. I'm still
1: so, going well, I was hearing you that you're you're a little bit better now. Go ahead.
2: I'm still going in and out. Uh, Hello. A little bit. A little bit. Yeah, I'm in a bad spot, and I can't move because if I do, my phone's gonna die. Oh,
1: okay. But well, but wait a minute. I'm hearing you clearly now. So keep stay right where you're at
2: and keep talking.
0: <laughs> oh, okay.
2: <laughs> Don't <Dumb old>. move. <laughs> Don't move. Okay, so so change, unexpected change comes because we refuse to change. But if we refuse to change, Mm -hmm. we end up in change. So unexpected change Mm -hmm. has to come to take us to the place where God will have us because once we change, then God can put us in position or we'll get ourselves in position for him to do what he needs to do in our life. Mm-hmm. So it's the craziest thing in the world because change is forever happening. And even though, and, and what it is, is God is lining us up in position because God is so awesome. He's big enough mm-hmm. to be in this entire world but small enough to be inside of you. So there's so many compartments to God. God is not changing. He's changing us to be able to understand what it is that he wants to do. But we think that we're changing. No, he's just conforming us to be men and women of God that we need to be. But unexpected change Mm -hmm. has to happen because you won't do it on your own. You just won't be obedient. Because here's the thing, Mm -hmm. a reluctant obedience is the same thing as disobedience.
0: It is. Yes, it
2: is. The moment you hesitate about doing something that God says do, Right then and there, you have now went from obedience to disobedience. Mm. So, therefore, mm-hmm. God has to allow things to happen so that you will change. Unexpe- change you do on your own. Unexpected change is forced. That's the
0: difference. Mm. Change, mm.
2: you can do that on your own. Unexpected change,
0: mm-hmm. you have
2: no you have no you have no authority or anything over it. It's going to happen whether you want it to or not.
0: That's right. Now,
2: which way that change goes, that's totally up to you. But it's going to be life-altering. Mm-hmm. I can promise you that. That's what unexpected change brings. Life change, anytime somebody says change, know that it's going to be life-altering. You don't get around that. You just don't.
1: And you know- y you, you know what um there it it's just you you said so much, but um uh, one of the things that sticks out is that unfortunately, there are times when we have to be forced into change because God has been very specific and clear in our lives on certain things that he may um, want us to aspire to do, certain places He is leading us to go and and we. Are fighting it, or we don't want to succumb or submit to what it is he's saying. So that, in times like that, unfortunately, sometimes things have to push us to that place. Uh, I remember when it was time for me to move back to Las Vegas back in 2010, and, you know, I, I really didn't want to come back to Las Vegas. Um, and, and not that Vegas was bad. It, it was just where I grew up, and, you know, I just didn't want to live there anymore. Bottom line, I missed the people um, I miss I miss my family, my church family, and what have you. But the city itself, let me put it that way, because the warfare is so great in this region that I did not, I wasn't looking forward to coming back. Let me put it in in that those terms. However, when it was time, when it was time to come back, and and I'll never forget my bishop had spoken a word to me about you know that I was going to move back to Vegas but what he said was you know don't go and don't go to Tennessee and pack up right now when it's time got to let you know And when it was time, I tell the story, and truly this is just how it felt. It was like Elijah sitting by the brook, and all of a sudden the brook dried up and the raven flew away, and, you know, you better get to where I'm telling you to get to because that's going to be your only source of stability. Um, And there are times when it gets like that, like overnight, all that you thought you had that you could depend on is all of a sudden gone, but God is speaking in the midst of it. And we can never ever um, cancel out that still small voice of God, you know. Like Tam said, she heard this this, this quiet voice say let it run its course. You know, we are always looking for God in the big things. It was like Elijah, again, running um, into the cave and and listening and seeing the earthquake and, and the thunderous winds and all of the different things that he encountered there in the cave, but God wasn't in those things. All of a sudden, when all the shaking was done, then there was this quiet, still voice of God that said, Elijah, what are you doing here? that quiet still place in God. There are times when, when, when change comes about, we need to get into that quiet still place. Another thing that Tanya said, and I can bear witness to, she really was that one that would go ballistic anytime the slightest little thing happened. It wouldn't even be a catastrophe to the normal person, but it would be catastrophic to her and she would go from zero to 200 in probably 8.2 seconds, okay, just all of a sudden. And it would be like we would kind of sit and look at her going, okay, really? First, it's not that serious, and second, it's like, really? Okay, but, you know, that was how she reacted to things. She had grown in grace. She has grown in her relationship with God. She has grown in who she is as a woman of God. And because of that growth and that maturity in her life, now she takes things in stride. Now she has come to know the realness of who God is in her life. So now everything is not catastrophic. She has found out that God is true to whom he says he is. See, those are some of the nuggets that we get and we pull out of the catastrophes that happen in our lives. You get to that place of, okay, God, if you brought me through X, Y, Z, then, or if you brought me through A, B, C, then X, Y, Z is a walk in the park for you because I know you can do it. I know you can do it because you've carried me all the way through everything that I have encountered in my life. That is the place that you have to get to. And that preparation time of getting there is just the little things that God does in the midst of your small storms, in the midst of your small trials. Remember the word of God said that they overcome by the blood of the Lamb and the word of of their testimony. So before you throw up both hands and give up because of this change that has come about in your life, this thing that you had not planned for, do not forget, again, nothing is a surprise to God. And he has already made provision in the midst of the catastrophe for you. He's already worked it out to your good. You ask yourself, when when Romans 8, Says that all things work to the good for them that love the Lord and are called according to his purpose, you have to stop and think. It's like, okay, what I'm walking through, I don't see any good in this right now. How can you say to me all things work to the good? Or in Philippians where he says, count it all joy, you're looking at your situation and going, how can I count this joy? Do you realize what happened? How can I count this joy? But, see, when you look back over your life and you think of the testimonies that you have in the little things that God has done, please recognize and understand that this big thing to you is still a little thing to him, and he has already made a way for you in the midst of that. And 90% of the time, there is that 10% of the time where you may not mark it, with um, okay, this is the good that came out of it. You, there are times in your life. There is that ten percent of your life where you may just have to market in. Okay, God, the uh, only thing I can say about that is you saw me through it. But ninety percent of the time, you will be able to market the same way. Can you just market and be able to look back and say, okay, well, this happened, but as a result of this happening, it propelled me over here. So now. I'm walking in the promises that were given me back then, and I didn't understand why they didn't materialize then, but it was because that was not the place of promise. The place of promise was over here. And had I not let go of that, that other place, that, that place of distraction, so that I could get to the place of promise, it would have never happened. So there's a lot of times that the things that we are walking through is to propel us to where God has us to go. He is preparing you for what is to come. And so that's why it's so important that we cannot allow that the catastrophes and the different things that we walk through in life cause us, again, to lay on that bed of affliction. Or Now, now this, was, this was really powerful, and D.L. said that that it's not even up to us to punish the perpetrator who caused us to be in that place of affliction, it, that that's not up to us at all, uh, as well. And that sometimes, I mean, for myself, that is one of the hardest lessons to learn because I'm that, I'm that take charge kind of person. I do it myself. I was that little girl. I, I do it myself, okay? And I've been like that yes. in the Lord, and he has had to break me down you know, they say, No, 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 I got this. So for, for my greatest catastrophe it was the loss of my, my son in law because he was killed. He was taken out violently and suddenly and I did not understand that and my anger raged so vehemently within me and I wanted to enact punishment on the people that did that to him. But God had to to let me know just as what DL just said, No, 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 vengeance is mine, I shall repay. And he may not repay it the way that you think it should be repaid.
0: He may not
1: do what you think he should do. So you gotta to get to Amen. a place in life where you're pliable in the master's hands and when he says let go, let it go. There's a song, and I can't write off the top of my head remember who sings it, but it came out probably about four or five years ago. And, and part of the lyrics of the song is how the, this gentleman is saying he's going to cry until the Lord says, let it go, <laughs> okay? So all he's going to do, he's going to cry until God says, let it go. But once God says, let it go, then you know you've got to let it go. God will give you that period of time of grieving. There's nothing wrong with grieving if you've lost Something or someone. There's nothing wrong with that. That's a part of the process. So you want to walk through the process. But what is not a part of the process is you laying down and playing dead.
3: Is Amen. you saying
1: I cannot go on. That is Amen. not a part of the process.
3: Amen. 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 I remember, Elder. Because I want to. I, I, I apologize because I want when you said about. <laughs> Um, your son-in-law I gotta tell you guys this I would need the audience to hear this You did not even know sis i never forget you came to town You gotta hear me she lived in Florida And she came to town and let me know she was coming to town And she was going to a revival Evergreen Baptist Church I'll never forget this as long as I live And there was two people That you said the Lord said for you to gather One of those people were One of those persons was me and the other one was her son-in-law. And she took me and him to a revival. i never forget this. But at that one point, and it turned, the minister said, I don't know who I'm talking to, but I feel the Lord tell me I'm talking to a couple of people, and you need to come right now. Because the Lord said that something's getting ready to happen in your life, and he, he, your soul needs to be right. Do you remember that, sis?
1: Yeah, yeah.
3: You kind of remember that? I do, vaguely. I do. Yep.
1: Well. Yeah.
3: See how the Lord—he was even ministering to you, and he didn't. And see that's how the lord is just having a, a, her obedience. And you came and got me and him both. And as a matter of fact, we had left the revival. I remember going up to the altar, and I said, I called him my brother. I was like, Let's go. I'm going with you. And he he stood there, and I said, You don't want to go? He said, I'm going to stand right here. I said, well, I'm going to go. He stayed, and I went up to the altar. You took us home. And literally early that morning is when it took place. So what I'm saying is I want to tell you how much I love you because I'm still here. And I'm sorry that my brother isn't. But if it wasn't for your obedience, see how that is? Because, see, I was so out there, I couldn't see. Right then I was just so out there. And and because of your love, you took us to a revival. I never forget that as long as I live. And I, too, in my heart, truly believe that was a turning point for me. That was a big, because then all heck broke loose in my life after that, and God made changes. Mm-hmm. So I'm just speaking to someone to say to you, right when you think it's easy to throw in a child, I just had a good friend commit suicide a month ago. Because her daughter committed suicide the month before that. And she said she couldn't deal mm. with the pain anymore. So all I'm saying, though, is it is some things that you it will knock the, the air, the breath, the very life out of you. It doesn't matter.
0: Mm-hmm. It's how you
3: take it. It, is, it. It's not just losing a loved one. Like you said, I was there with D.L. I remember the hurt in his heart. You know what I'm saying? We were there. He was going through it when we first started our show the devastation of not mm. even knowing what changed this, what can I do to fix this? And he tried. But when somebody else don't want to fix it, what can you do? And he finally let it go and mm. let God. And mm. so somebody needs to know that you I don't care what you think you're going through, that it's so hard that you can't get through it. I promise you, if you will just somehow within your heart and your spirit, cry out to the Lord with everything in you. And change the condition of your mind and your situation. I truly believe your circumstances will change. Amen.
1: Yes. Amen. Wholeheartedly. You know, change has to come. We may be forced into outward change, but as D.L. said, inward change has to come from you. And you have a choice. You have a choice. You know, you may not have had a choice in the circumstance that propelled you into the place that you are right now, but you do have a choice whether or not you stay in that place or you submit yourself to God. Like D.L. said, there's that place of holiness that God wants you to come to. He definitely wants to heal you. He wants to heal your heart, but he wants more than just healing for you. He wants more than just deliverance for you. He wants you to behold. You cannot behold without him. I don't care what else is going on in your life, who else is in your life. I don't care about any of that. You will never be whole, nothing missing, nothing broken without God. And that's the whole crux of, of today's program is to encourage you. Give it to him. Give him that hurt give him that pain, give him that unforgiveness, give him that hopelessness, give him that despair, give him whatever it is that has caused you to ball up on your bed of affliction and say, I can't do it anymore. What we don't want to see happen is what happened to Tanya's friend. Because even though she had lost her daughter, there was still yet, a job for her to do in this earth realm. How many times have we heard about parents that have lost their children to whatever problem or or circumstance that has occurred? But they take that loss and propel it into a future for others. So please don't ever think because One individual may be missing in your life that your life does not still have merit, because I assure you it does. Your value and your merit in your existence Mm -hmm. upon this earth realm is found in God. It is not in another person, no matter how much you love that person. Your value, your purpose for being here is in God. Amen. Understand that. Please understand Amen. that. Amen. 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 So, DL, um, we got two and a half minutes left. So, and, and I can hear in your voice you have something to say. So just unleash what <laughs> God is giving you. Well,
0: no.
2: is okay? Then I'm just concerned that to on phone today, cutting up oh. but I, I i pretty much you know that's what, what what god you know has has you know had on my heart um just about you know your need not determining your outcome it's your sacrifice mm. that does Ooh, and so that's powerful. Mm. Once we 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 realize that, and people say, "Well, I don't know whether I I am sacrificing." I said, "Because sacrifice comes with pain. Um, so therefore, when the unexpected comes, you know whether you know you, you 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 did it yourself. You know, anytime you sacrifice something, it's being cut, pretty much. So there's something uh, women can can can. Here's the difference. The difference, I, I say, with women so that they can understand it and then women can mostly relate to this. To have a natural childbirth, you know, you in the hospital two to three days, if that, and you come out with a cut you. You might be in there three to mm. four days, but you're not. Mm. You're not all right. It takes about six weeks from you to heal from the cut. But when you have a natural childbirth, everything goes back together You're pretty much all right within that next mm-hmm, week. Mm-hmm. But when you cut, there's a difference there. If you know the reason that you know you sacrificing is that when you give money and you say, ouch, that's when you know it's a sacrifice. Uh-huh. <laughs> if that thing, I love it. If that thing Amen. doesn't hurt you, then it's not a sacrifice. Mm. So therefore, if the faith is spiritual, the work must be spiritual. So what I mean is that a lot of times the faith is spiritual. People don't have a problem walking, by. it's the work that they have a problem with. What is the work? The work is patience. That's the spiritual part of it. It You can believe God for a job, but wait for him to tell you where to go. That's work.
0: Hmm. Because uh, if you go
2: and you get something, see, well, a lot of people, they'll, they'll walk by faith, but they don't wait for it. The work is the patience. Because you, uh, you, you can you can believe uh. God for a job, but then you go out there and you put in all these applications, God still doesn't meet the need. You bless yourself. One part of it, which was the faith, you believe God for a job, but you didn't wait on the work. The work is to wait, to have patience, for God to show you where you need to go. Wow.
0: So therefore, even with
2: unexpected, what you have to understand in the unexpected, wait, and God to show you exactly how he's going to do it, and you'll get through it. That's how I like wow.
1: that. Amen. Wow. Okay. Well, we wow. thank and praise God for today's show. I, I, I know when God gives me topics like this and he'll just drop it in my spirit, Um, It's because it's for somebody, somebody that was, was at that place of hopelessness and wanting to give up, and God did this just for you, just specifically for you to hear the encouraging words that have been shared on today so that you know that you are not without hope because Christ is your blessed hope. So we give God all the praise, glory, and honor for today's show. Thank you so much to my beautiful co-host, Miss Tanya, and from my funny man who was very serious today but very powerful, Mr. G.L. Hidden. I thank Amen. God for both of you. I truly, truly love do. you. you guys love you, beautiful. love you. Bless, bless week, and we will
0: be together
1: again. Same God channel, same God time next week. God bless.
0: Let's keep it real.